Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill. With me, as always, is Justin Lee. Jordan. Justin. It's another week. It's another week. Another week, another big SEC matchup. Is it that big? How big is it? It's always big in the SEC, brother, because it just means more. It just means more. It just means more trips to South Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, if you ask some Auburn fans, this game means nothing. doesn't matter, you know. Uh, Coach won't be graded for it. It doesn't matter, you know. We won't start paying attention until three years from now. Who knows? Why, why pay attention now? Nah. You know, the biggest thing to me, you know, with going to Columbia again, is I can hit all the big Columbia hotspots, like, anyway. <laughs> and the list goes on. <laughs> the list is endless. So, Auburn, going to South Carolina. It'll yeah, be a 6 p.m. Central Time game TJ on Saturday. TJ your starting quarterback. Yeah, and let's start with TJ. Sure. We had a chance to get on a Zoom today and talk to TJ, and I know you were working on other stuff. You weren't able to get on the Zoom. I'd talk Ooh. a little bit. Let's not fumble, okay? <laughs> That's Leave that to the Gamecocks. They, oh. they, li- they literally lead the nation in fumbles lost. Yeah. That's a 13. Stat. In like 10 games? Not great. But back to TJ, I was very impressed listening to him talk today. You know, he's only 19 years old, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just sharp, man. He he just strikes me as a guy that understands the position he's in. Mm -hmm. He talked a lot uh, repeatedly about – you know, working every day like he was going to be the starter, right. regardless of Bo, and with no shade or anything like that toward Bo. Right. Well, and he even, I feel like he peeled the curtain back a little bit because he talked about, and this is just me reading what you got, you know, reading some of the, I wasn't there on the call, but mm. he said that, so he said that he had a conversation with Bobo, mm-hmm. and Bobo was like, yeah, you could be Bo's successor. Yeah. And then he said he had a conversation with Tank, and Tank was like, yeah, we have Bo, but after Bo leaves, you could be the player. Yeah. And again, every again we go back to the spring where everyone's like, "Oh, they brought in TJ to compete with Bo." And you know, we're we're seeing now. You always, in hindsight, see he came in to be Bo's successor. He yes. came to learn from Bo, take over after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but like you said, at that time, you always you know something could happen at any time. Yeah. And the whole time he was preparing to be a starter. Yes. And, you know, going back to fall camp, you know, I think we were both impressed with what we saw at TJ. I mean, sure. don't, I thought he's got that big arm. I, I thought about it. it was funny this week listening to Shane Beamer. He was like, I was at Mississippi State when Jamarcus Russell was there and, like, just Oof. looking at him. Oof. That TJ mm-hmm. reminds him of Jamarcus Russell, and pretty good. You know, that's a kind of comparison you want. I mean, yeah. you got to be able to to produce and make plays. And the big thing, the big knock on TJ when he was starting at LSU was you bring pressure, and he's going to make mistakes. Sure, and that's what Auburn did to him, exactly. And uh, that's something that TJ has taken to heart. You know, uh-huh. when I talked to like his his mom and his dad. Uh, after that Georgia State game, you know, they talked about how much training that he did, you know, working on his footwork, you know, the little things to try to improve in those areas. And this is going to be an opportunity, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, and he talked about it too, that, you know, you don't ever want to be taken over in a situation like this. And you don't want the guy, even if you want to start, you don't want the guy in front of you, your teammate, to get hurt. No. But this is an opportunity, and this is a chance for him to show that he's an SEC caliber quarterback and mm-hmm. that he will provide a bright future whenever that is that you right. know, he's kind of tabbed as the next guy for Auburn. Right. 
Um, but yeah, very impressed with how he kind of managed himself, how he handled the questions and talking about the opportunity. Really cool story we got to, to hear, and Jake Weiss wrote about it in the uh, paper about uh, Cam Newton reaching out yep. to him. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was really good to hear kind of TJ's perspective on everything and, and trying to get ready right. uh, for his first start against South Carolina, which is also the team he faced when he started LSU for the first time. I mean, How about just, that? it's just a wild. And he diced him up too. He did very well. Did uh, very well, and LSU put up like fifty two points in that game, and that was sheesh. that was the beginning of the end for one Will Muschamp yeah. and offensive it. coordinator Mike Bobo. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, yeah, the Cam thing was really interesting, and he, he said so he talked to Cam, uh, I guess as we're recording this, about seven days ago, right before Cam's uh, you know reunion with the Panthers started getting in the works, he said. Uh, and, you know, and he, he said that, you know, it was an emotional conversation, you know, spiritual even, mm-hmm. uh, and he was saying that, you know, uh, he wouldn't want to – he didn't – divulge exactly what they said but he said you know a lot of things we talked about have come true which is you know and you can read between the lines hey man you're gonna get your opportunity i'm yes. gonna get my opportunity since then both things have happened obviously no one's celebrating bo getting hurt bo cam cam loves bo yes but uh you know but you know the opportunity is coming you just don't know when so you prepare for it no matter what because you don't know what's going to happen mm. uh so i mean that's just a little peek into the mindset that you have uh when you're the when you're the second quarterback to think, you know, sooner or later it's going to happen, and you got to make the most of it. So you prepare for it the same exact way. It gives you no, you know, why would you ever? Why would you do anything else? Mm. So uh, there you go. And then, and we'll see how he can do uh, taking the entirety of the you know first team reps mm. it seemed like lsu game he got half reps that that week mm-hmm. uh but and we'll see how he how he does with with all those reps and uh I don't know, everyone's going to be curious to see how tj does i mean that's that's the that's the big question mark obviously he's in a very difficult position he's jumping into an extremely stale offense that i mean went through you know how many scoreless quarters and you know it's just been bad just been a bad off bit bad offense you know i mean gosh uh and in the second half of the last three games and then the first half two of the texas a&m game uh so it's going to be difficult i don't you know it's hard to judge him harshly uh if they you know making his first start on the road mm-hmm. uh, at night mm-hmm. in this place where they beat the brakes off of florida couple weeks ago um so in the but, same place that during a day game last year auburn lost right right they're gonna be confident yeah they're gonna be like oh, we're gonna beat these guys uh so yeah it's gonna it's all eyes gonna be on tj but uh it's gonna be it is gonna be tough for him i think i'll be very interested let's talk a little bit about this matchup before we throw it to our beat writer this week um, what are your thoughts? Because the start of this week, I was sort of leaning towards saying South Carolina was going to win, but I'm kind of leaning back toward Auburn. But yeah. what's what's sort of just your your read on the matchup and what you think is going to matter most if Auburn's going to be able to win this game? Uh, let's see. The the Vegas line opened at like ten. It's mm-hmm. since shifted to like seven. Yeah, it's a pretty remarkable shift. Yeah. Pretty uh, significant. Yeah, sizable, notable, noteworthy. Uh, do not put your money anywhere near this football I would game. Not. Uh, protect your don't don't touch this football game. No one knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'll probably pick Auburn. Um, you know, I think South Carolina could be one of those teams where Auburn can run the ball, Auburn can win the game. Right, run the ball, win the game, get out of there. 
uh, TJ should be have confidence. And so, so answer me this: Brian said, asked if like, hey, does does LSU, does uh, Finley's experience against South Carolina help him at all? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, what a stupid question, right? I mean, he's like, yeah, no. He was very dismissive of that question. Has nothing to do. And like, and I, I agree. Obviously, you're in a different offense. They're in a different defense. He I was guess. on a different team, right? And yeah. you're on a different team. But I'd be gassing him up. I'd be telling TJ, like, maybe his teammates are taking care yeah. of that. Like, man, you diced them up last year. Like, yeah. you're going to do it again, you know? Uh, but, yeah. I think it I think it helps a little. I'm not Mentally, and, surely. And I, it's yeah, not going and, to the you're not going to the swamp. Yeah. To you know, or you're not going to Bryant Denny. Yeah. You're going you're gonna go play a team you beat already. Yeah. That helps. And and beat pretty I mean it was like fifty two twenty four yeah. or something like helps that. Helps mentally at least. The two big things that I'm looking at one is just a very basic which has me ultimately picking Auburn even though when you guys listen to when I talked to Ben Portnoy who was our beat writer this week I, I was leaning South Carolina sure but it just kind of came down to Auburn's got better players right like if South Carolina wins this game you know you can give them credit but Auburn's mm. got more talent and and that would be the big thing that we needed we would talk about after the game if South Carolina wins is Auburn is more talented on both sides of the ball right. Um, so you this should be really disappointed if Auburn loses. Yes, this game. I agree. Same as Mississippi State. Yep. Which is <laughs> why what, why the tone that we had in that post game yeah. press or uh, post game podcast. podcast struck the way it did. Right. The other thing that though I'm really intrigued by is if Kobe Hudson doesn't play because it sounded like Whew. listening to. Uh, you know, Brian was asked about his status. Even though Kobe did come back after that big hit against Mississippi State, I think he's posted, you know, on social media about being away from the team. And and Brian was very noncommittal when he was asked about it Wednesday, saying, you know, well, it's not a season-ending injury. So right, which so for it, Brian is binary. Yes, your injury is either season-ending or not, one or the other. And he won't talk about it if it's not. If Kobe's not there, that's a huge loss and a huge disadvantage as far as TJ goes. He's been the most proven receiver. Right. If you have to go without him, that's huge. And then the other thing. Ooh, you're already depleted. I mean, yes. gosh. And then the other matchup, and we've talked about it in some of the stories we've written uh, before the game, is if Auburn's defense can create turnovers. Because this South Carolina offense mm-hmm. is sloppy. Right. They have fumbled, thir- fumbled and lost 13 mm-hmm. times. They have 13 fumbles they have lost. Um, why is that significant? Why would 13 be significant? Why am I harping on the fact that it's been 13? I don't know. You tell me, Jordan. It's the worst in the country. <laughs> that is 130th. 130th out of That's bad. Now. And that's been a knock, but the, to throw it to you in a second, that's been the knock on this Auburn defense is they haven't created a lot of turnovers. Right. You looked it up. They're 120th or something in turnovers game. Yes. Which is 120th out of 130. Which, which is not good. good either. Yeah. And like earlier, I was looking for a picture of a fumble. I was like, have they recovered a fumble all year? Do we have a picture of a ball anyway? <laughs> yeah. And found it. Found it at Arkansas. Man, Arkansas really <laughs> laid an egg that game. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can – going on the road, you certainly can't lose a turnover battle. That's just one more disadvantage that's going to be thrown at you. Um, you know, you really – you're not going to know what you're going to get out of your offense on any given drive. Mm. That's just how it is. That's how it's going to be. With a quarterback making his first start, possibly without Kobe Hudson – Possibly without Brandon Council, offensive lineman again. You can't rely on your offense. So the defense, any takeaway it can get 
will be really big. So, I mean, you're hoping you can run the ball. You're hoping you can do some different things and, you know, protect TJ and uh, have as good a game for him as you can. But, um, yeah, I mean, going on the road, yeah, you got to be – they've got to take advantage of their opportunities. Because, again, you got to you gotta look and in, come into the game thinking, okay, this is a team they lost to last year. Uh, so to come in there and get your revenge, uh, that's that's going to take some doing. That's going to take some playmaking. Uh, so they better be ready to go make those plays. Talk a little bit more about this game. We're going to throw it to our beat writer this week. It's going to be Ben Portnoy of the state. Uh, got a chance to talk to Ben, talk a little bit about the South Carolina perspective, sort of what he's expecting, and how things are kind of shaping up in Shane Beamer's first year there in Columbia. So we'll throw it to Ben and see what he had to say about the South Carolina Gamecocks. Well, Ben, I want to say thanks for taking a little time to talk. We're getting ready for a matchup uh, between Auburn and South Carolina on Saturday. And I want to start, tell me where you feel like this South Carolina team is in year one of Shane Beamer. Five and five right now, they're coming off a loss to Missouri. Just how have things gone in Shane's first year and and sort of how, um, you know, the first year has gone as he's tried to lay the foundation for this program? Yeah, you know, appreciate you having me, Jordan. This is always fun. But, uh, you know, it's definitely – it's been an interesting year. I mean, I think that when we came into this year, we expected South Carolina to to probably be, you know, a three, four-win team. I mean, really, if it it went, you know, completely off the rails, maybe a two-win team. I mean, look, this is a team and a program that's won six games over the last two years. And I know you throw in the COVID year, we have played an all-SEC schedule, but still. Uh, So, you know, this is not a program that's had a lot of success in the last two years under Muschamp. Uh, he'd take over a new program, a team that, frankly, you know, isn't completely without talent, but is definitely lower on the talent polls than, you, you know, you probably expect out of an SEC team or, you know, falls lower on the totem pole than, than most SEC teams. So given that, I mean, you know, you kind of thought it might be a little bit of a struggle this year. You thought that, you know, South Carolina could get to four wins. That was probably a pretty decent spot. Um, you know, if you did that, you put yourself, you know, maybe there's an outside shot. You could push yourself to a bowl game if you upset a few people, uh, even if you finish four and eight. I mean, at that point, you're still selling a vision, right? Saying, hey, you know, we doubled our win total from last year. We're getting better or whatever. But, uh, you know, South Carolina's sitting at five and five right now. I mean, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, you know, they beat East Carolina on a last second field goal, took a last, you know, minute drive to to beat Vanderbilt. And, you know, played Troy pretty close. You know, the final score of that game was, I think, nine points. But, um, you know, it was a closer game than that score would indicate. So, you know, South Carolina's kind of gotten to five and five by the skin of its teeth. But at the same time, I mean, give Shane Beamer a lot of credit. They, they've won the games they needed to win. Uh, that, you know, South Carolina has gotten to a point where where bowl, a bowl game feels like a, a realistic expectation, uh, or at least it did going into last week. Needed one win in your last three games to, to get there. Uh, lost to Missouri, and I think that's, you know, a big disappointment for this program and probably was their best shot to, to get to a bowl game, you know, the next two weeks but or, or the final three weeks of the season. But, um, you know, I, I think Shane Beamer's done a really good job. I mean, certainly there's there's times where it, you know, feels like he might be a little green or might be a first-year head coach and those kinds of things. But at the same time, I mean, look, South Carolina, again, like this is a program that has not been good the last two years, and, and they're sitting in a spot where they're one win away from bowl eligibility. And even if they don't get there, I mean, if they finish five and seven, like that's a pretty good debut season for this team all things considered. I want to talk about that Missouri game because I was really surprised to see Missouri win that game. And, you know, uh, South Carolina came into that game with a lot of momentum after beating Florida. What kind of happened in that Missouri game? I mean, truthfully, I didn't get to see very much, but I was dealing with my own 
situation between Auburn and Mississippi State, but uh, what, what sort of stood out to you about the Missouri game? What kind of went wrong? Yeah, well, I can safely say we were all glued into the TVs watching the uh, Mississippi State-Auburn uh, game, thinking what's going on here. But, uh, no, I, I think that, you know, South Carolina didn't so much come out flat. I, I think they just made mistakes and didn't cash in on the chances they had. I mean, South Carolina was up 7 nothing in this game and were driving. I think they were at about the 15-yard line, and then they fumbled a handoff, and Missouri takes over. And, you know, you go score and make it 10 nothing, 14 nothing there. Like, that pushes this game out. Missouri comes down, scores a touchdown. Uh, you know, I think the game got to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, I think South Carolina got ahead 14-7 maybe. But, you know, then Missouri scores a touchdown. They score a field goal late in the half to go up 17-14 at halftime and then kind of rolled from there. They scored, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 21 points straight um, or close to it, 17 points straight maybe. Uh, and, you know, from there, um, you know, South Carolina was playing from behind. They scored a couple of touchdowns late. And I give South Carolina a lot of credit. They, they fought back and came close. but you know, they just couldn't get the stop they needed. They let up 209 yards on the ground and, you know, they've had some trouble stopping the run and, and, you know, this season as good as the defense has been. And, you know, that's a whole other discussion I think we can have, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, it was just a good day where the problems that South Carolina has had all year came back. Uh, you know, we look at the Florida game and thought, okay, maybe this is a change. Now you combine the fact with South Florida, the way Florida struggled against Stanford last week, uh, and what South Carolina looked like against Missouri. And, you know, you kind of think, okay, well, maybe not. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're South Carolina, you're on a third-string quarterback and Jason Brown, who's being asked to basically win games for you, and I don't think that's necessarily a fair situation, uh, combine that with the fact that, you know, you've got a running game that, you know, went for over 100 yards if you take out sack yardage and, you know, had an okay day at the office. Quandre White's been a really nice piece for this, this uh, running back room the last few weeks, and I think he's a really, really good player. Um, but even that aside, I mean, you know, South Carolina is not going to win a lot of football games going for less than 200 yards, especially against a defense that's given up close to 500 yards a game. Uh, I mean, that's inexcusable. And, and that, you know, it's a problem that we've seen from South Carolina all season. The offensive line got killed even in just straight five-man fronts from getting beat in their one-on-one -on -one situations. I mean, it was a problem the whole – it's been a problem the whole season. It came, all came back again against Missouri. You mentioned a few players there, but just generally on both sides of the ball, who are guys for South Carolina that, you know, Auburn fans should keep an eye out for, guys that you know, could wind up being difference makers on Saturday? Yeah, if you're, if you're looking offensively, I mean, I think Josh Van and Saquandre White are the two guys you circle. Uh, Josh Van leads the team in receiving, is up there in the SEC receiving charge. He's a guy who's a, you know, former four-star recruit, but had been pretty, I guess for lack of a better term, unremarkable uh, in his time at South Carolina, just to never really put it together. But he's been really, really good this season, has had some really big catches. You know, he had 128 yards against Georgia. Get 127 against East Carolina the week before. Uh, I think he had about 65 the other night, a couple of touchdowns uh, or a touchdown. Had, you know, I went over 100 yards against uh, Florida last week, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So he, he's a guy who can really take the top off of a defense and can go up and get a ball. I mean, he's he's as good a receiver as there is in this conference right now. I mean, he's that kind of good. Uh, and Zaquandre White's a guy that's a former Florida State guy. Uh, you know, Trent went to JUCO, came to South Carolina, has been a little bit buried in the backfield behind Kevin Harris and other guys. But, you know, Kevin Harris hasn't been, you know, at least on the surface, it seems like hasn't been totally healthy, uh, you know, this season. He dealt with a back injury that that required a procedure right before the beginning of the season and forced him to miss the opener. Uh, and it feels like the last two weeks are the first times that we've really seen him where he looks kind of full speed or close to it. Um, 
in the way he's run. And I think that, you know, if you're South Carolina, that, that only stands to help. But Zaquandre White's a guy who runs angry. He runs mean. He's, he'll, he'll punch you in the mouth a little bit. I mean, he, he'll fight for extra yardage. He's a guy that I think has come on really strong, and, you know, has given himself a chance to be a really good player uh, as a senior. Um, on the defensive side, I think you have to look at Jalen Foster. I mean, he's a guy that's playing at an All-American level. He's tied for the lead, in, uh, the national lead in interceptions with five this season. Um, I mean, I think he leads the team in tackles by, you know, close to 20 tackles or something uh, along those lines at safety. Um, but he's a guy that's been really, really good. He's a former walk-on, played a Gardner-Webb his first year in college and uh, transferred to South Carolina and had been, you know, a special teams guy really his whole whole career. But, you know, uh, we joke about it sometimes here, but, you know, he's a guy that legitimately could warrant some first-team All-American looks. I mean, he's been that kind of good. Uh, and then you kind of throw in the defensive line. I mean, Zach Pickens is a former five-star recruit. Jordan Burch is a former five-star recruit. Uh, Aaron Sterling's a guy at defensive end who's been really, really good. Um, you know, this is a defensive line that – and a defense, frankly, that has over uh, – uh, sort of been ahead of schedule, I think. Um, overachieved is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, defensive line-wise, I mean, this is as good a defensive line as you're going to find in the SEC. I mean, it's it's that talented. It goes, you know, two or three guys deep. Jabari Ellis is a good player, defensive tackle. I mean, they, they're really, really good and can cause some problems uh, for, for, you know, opposing quarterbacks and offensive lines. Uh, and those are just a couple of guys that I would kind of keep an eye on. I feel like from the Auburn perspective, this game has all the makings of a big trap game. Bo Nix is going to be out. It looks like the starting kicker for Auburn is going to be out. Um, you're coming off a really hard loss to Mississippi State. Saying that, from the South Carolina perspective, what matchups or are, are keys uh, do you think are the most important for the Gamecocks if they're going to pull off a, a big win at home on Saturday night? Yeah, I think the two biggest things are one, you got to be able to run the football. I mean, the games that South Carolina has won and managed to win have come when they've ripped off a couple of longer runs. And, you know, they haven't been able to do that continue, you know, regularly. The offensive line has had a lot of problems. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's easy to circle those guys, but it's really been a problem for South Carolina. I mean, they can't block the broadside of a barn and it's, you know, created a lot of issues for the entire offense. I mean, you can't run an offense if your quarterback's not standing upright or if your running back doesn't have a space to run through. So, if South Carolina can clear the way, it, like I, I kind of circle the magic number and say, if, you know, if South Carolina can get to 150 yards rushing, they probably win this football game or somewhere in that neighborhood. I mean, I don't think that South Carolina has to run the ball that well to be able to, to open up the offense. I mean, I, again, like I think Josh Van's a guy who can beat a guy one-on-one as a at receiver. Um, you know, EJ Jenkins is a matchup problem. It's six, seven at receiver and tight end. They've got a call Jaheim Bell is a guy who's a tight end who's, you know, I think, you know, He's a sophomore now, or I guess freshman by eligibility standards. And, you know, he's a guy that I think could be an all SEC kind of guy in the next year or two um, and is playing close to that level now. I mean, he's really, really talented in the passing game. So if South Carolina can get the running game going a little bit, open up some things in the passing game, I think that they have a chance. And the other thing, too, is just put some pressure on Auburn when you have chances, too. I mean, I mentioned the, the Missouri game where they were up 7 nothing and fumbled snap deep in Missouri territory. I mean, even the Georgia game a couple of weeks, you know, I guess now I'm almost two months ago, but, you know, week three, uh, you know, South Carolina had an interception that got deep into Georgia territory. And I think they started the drive at like the 15 yard line and kicked a field goal because um, the offense couldn't get anything going and, and then ended up kicking a field goal on the next drive uh, because they had a penalty that pushed them back uh, and, and they couldn't score a touchdown. And it was 14-6, but, you know, with 
you know, they're two plays away from making that a 14 all game going into the second quarter. And, you know, again, I'm not saying South Carolina wins that game. I mean, Georgia's the best team in the country, I think, running away. But, you know, it, it's still there have been opportunities in the moment. I say that to, you know, say that, you know, so there have been opportunities in moments where South Carolina has had chances to put pressure on teams that it really hasn't taken advantage of. And, you know, credit to them. They've won the games when they needed to and, and they've won the games they should have won. They haven't really dropped the game where you really were scratching your head. But, you know, South Carolina just has not been able to cash in on those opportunities that have been given. And, uh, you know, it's been a problem all year. I mean, this is a team that leads the country in take, or excuse me, leads the SEC in takeaways. Um, but their turnover margin is only, I think, minus one because they also lead the country in fumbles. I mean, fumbles lost. And, and that's just not a stat that should be a thing or should be a problem. And, you know, again, South Carolina kind of keeps shooting itself in the foot and, and you know, has had opportunities to maybe put some pressure on teams that just hasn't done it yet. So if they're going to beat Auburn, they're going to have to take advantage of those opportunities. I'll put you on the spot, Ben, and see if you have a prediction. I'll go ahead. I've been going back and forth, but right now I'm leaning South Carolina 24-23. I just think with everything going on with Auburn, losing Bo. Um, playing in Columbia at nine, I think South Carolina's going to head this out to get bowl eligible. Do you, uh, if you feel so inclined, do you got a prediction on Saturday night? I, you know, I haven't gotten my full prediction in yet, but I, I think Auburn wins this game. I think Auburn's just a more talented team. I think it's a bad matchup for South Carolina. I think that, you know, Tank Bigsby's a guy that's as good a running back as there is in the conference and, and everyone else on that team. I think TJ Finley has shown in spurts, obviously, you know, a couple what was that a couple of weeks ago when he came in and, and won the game for Auburn. I mean, TJ Finley gave South Carolina a hell of a lot of problems uh, when he was at LSU a couple of years ago as well, or excuse me, last year as well. So, I think Auburn's just a more talented team. I think they win this game by probably two scores. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably, you know, a 28-14 kind of game. Uh, I think South Carolina might score, you know, 31-14 somewhere in there. Like, I, I think Auburn wins this game by a couple scores. I, I don't think it matters that much that Bo Nix is, isn't going to play. You know, I don't think it matters that much that a kicker is going to be out. I, I think that, you know, talent-wise, Auburn is a, is a better football team, uh, you know, you look at what South Carolina does poorly. They don't run the ball well. Uh, they don't defend the run well. And those things both, you know, kind of play into what Auburn does do well. And I think that, you know, if you're South Carolina, like it, it's just a bad matchup on paper, I think. And I really appreciate the time. I wanted to make sure before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can follow you, uh, you know, where what stories, uh, if you know what stories you're working on this week and uh, and where they can check out your content. Yeah, definitely. You can get me on Twitter at bportnoy15 and uh, thestate.com and we'll have all sorts of good stuff this week. I'll have some longer on Jason Brown later this later this week. So if you're a little interested on the South Carolina's third string quarterback that's starting the, the last few weeks, it's a little bit of a crazy story. It's the third different quarterback to win a game for South Carolina this year. So uh, it's been a little crazy, but we'll have more on that a little bit later this week and, and all sorts of other good stuff. So be sure to follow along on that side. Ben, really appreciate the time. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday night. Yeah, man, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, everybody. We are to the Real Experts part of the show. Welcome back. I just had a big sneeze. Jake, Jake's here. Jake, thoughts on the sneeze? It was loud. Yeah, yeah that's that was right. Yes. That's definitely, it's okay. What also is scary is the way that the uh, – Real experts is going. You guys called up to me. Oh my god! I mean, it's like I've still got a little bit of a lead, but I think I've got 135. Jake's got 128. <gasps> Justin's got 127. Justin oh, came on. Yeah, Justin had the up, best baby. week of anybody last week. And Catching up, baby. So, and there's still a little bit of time, so he could catch up. All right. We're gonna start with the high school playoffs, and we're gonna start with the two 
AHSAA Class 7A semifinals game. We're going to start with the local game, mm-hmm. Auburn at Central Phoenix City. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Oh, boy. But I'm going to pick the home Red Devils. Uh, this is a tough one. Third I mean, year in a row these teams yeah. have met in the semifinals. I My think I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to take the – I mean, I'll take the upset. I'll the go revenge Auburn. game. The wow. baby Tigers. You can't. It's hard to beat a team twice now, Justin. Have they ever split? These last couple of years, or did the winner win both times? Uh, the winner won both times because so. Auburn came back last year in the first game, and it was yeah. like, okay, that was kind of a fl- – but then they, they yeah. dominated Central and in the semis. And before, that was Peter and them. They went undefeated. And Central – well, yeah. n- two years ago, through? it was Tucker Melton when they went and lost to Thompson. Oh. But they still beat Auburn both times. Beat Auburn 38 to nothing in the semis. So. so it was the year before that, but Auburn wasn't in the semis that year. Correct. All right, fine. Third year in a row, these two te- after that tangent, these yes. two teams have uh, met in the 7A play. Um, I'm going to pick Central. Central scored like 77 yep. points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Patrick Nix, the coach you may know. Uh, Caleb Nix, the quarterback, who's a brother of someone you might know. Uh, man, he's, all that offense is clicking. and uh, It could be a great football game because it seems like both teams are peaking uh, really well. Auburn High played really well against IMG Academy, the IMG Academy at the end of the season uh, in a close loss. And they're they're moving on up, but I I think they could have used a, a little bump in the road for the Red Devils and they haven't hit it. They're going mm. 90 miles an hour. So I'm going to pick Central. So let's talk about who the winner of that game will be playing in Birmingham for the Class 7A state title game. It's either going to be Thompson, who's playing at the Hoover Buccaneers, I keep going back and forth on this, but Connor Harrell for Thompson is back. He's been banged up. I'm going to go with the Thompson Warriors to once again wow. win that side and, and play for the state title game once again. Once again, three years in a row that this game has happened. Yeah. Like we just said, hard to beat a team twice. Hoover won the first one. I'll go Thompson then, following my same logic there. I go the same logic, peaking at the right time. Uh, Hoover narrowly escaped you at Trustville in a one-point game in overtime. So I'm going to pick Thompson Thompson to roll to the state title game for the fourth consecutive season. My gosh. To the other local games, this is the quarterfinals of the Class 6A. It is Opelika at Hueytown. I've gone back and forth. I'm going to pick Opelika to get a big road win. I'm a believer. Give me the Bulldogs. Wow, big believers. Yeah. Someone else go first and take the board off. Wow. I'll take wow. Man, their defense has done really well all season. That can be the great equalizer. Shout out Taylor Love, linebacker, who, as we record this, just committed to the two-lane green wave. Go green wave. Uh, roll wave? Is that what they say? That sounds good. Um, I'm going to pick Huey Town just to be different from you guys and try it's, to catch up. You're, you made up a lot of ground. Yeah. The only other local team that's still left in it is in Class 2A, Lynette at Highland Home. Mm-hmm. I've gone back and forth, but I think Highland home is going to put out Woo! our sweet panthers and they are going to get the win no go ahead i was just going to say highland home with the best name probably in all of hsaa the flying squadron yes they have go like on, a jet outside their stadium going with highland home panthers i'll go with lynette too lynette number one ranked team by the riders coming into the playoffs uh offense seemed a little suspect there in the early rounds uh maybe they've got it figured out though uh i'm gonna pick lynette Going to the college games, Michigan State at Ohio State. I feel pretty good about this one. I think Ohio State is going to get it done in Columbus. 
Uh, yeah, I'll take Ohio State. They're at home. If it was Michigan State was the home team, I'd take Michigan State, but I'll take Ohio State. Mel Tucker just signed, well, is reportedly signing yes, a... has been offered. 10-year, $95 million deal. $9.5 million a year for you mathematicians out there. Jake would take it. I'd take it, yeah. Breaking. Uh, I'm going to pick Ohio State to win the game. Wake Forest <laughs> at... <laughs> There's still Clemson. Wake Forest at Clemson. I'm gonna go with Wake Forest. I don't I don't trust this Clemson team. The defense is very good, but the offense is very suspect. I'm going with the Demon Dickens. Wake Forest. That offense that offense has been really good. Wake Forest was undefeated for a while, but they lost to somebody, didn't they? Yeah, somebody who wound up beating them. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina beat them. Do we do we know or care what the divisional implications are? Wake is in control. I think that if they Clemson would need to beat them, and I think maybe get a little help to win the division. I'll go with Wake Forest. They let me down against North Carolina, but I'll uh, and and but Clemson has let me down like three times this year. I've been like, oh, this is the year. This is the week that Clemson's talent brings them back. This will be the week since I'm picking Wake Forest, but I'll pick Wake Forest. S- completely expecting Clemson to win the game. SMU at Cincinnati. This is going to be a big game in the American. I'm Jake's gonna, excited. I, I'm going to go with the Bearcats. Give me the Bearcats. And wow. give me the Bearcats in the playoffs. Wow, he they wants them in the playoffs. Playoff Where are they, like, sixth maybe? Fifth. 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 They deserve a playoff spot. Wow. If you go undefeated, you should get a playoff. You should be in the playoffs. Yes. Wow. SMU at home, they'll take care of them, right? I th- Listen, think. man. I think it'll be a close game. But the pressure comes for you when you're in the national spotlight all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I'll take Cincinnati. Arkansas at Alabama, roll tide. Yeah, Alabama. Tide rolls. Florida. Uh, Arkansas's. Hmm. Yes. They were uh, a specter earlier this season. I agree. Florida at Missouri in yet another example Ugh. of surely Dan can't lose this game. Oh. I'm going to say he does. I'm picking Missouri, and it's pure misery for the Florida wow, Gators. Wow, the headlines write themselves. Oh, man. They look so bad against Sam. I mean, yeah. Um, I got to believe Florida is going to win this one, but I don't think it'll be pretty. Pick Florida? Yeah. Man, Eli Drinkwitz. Man, I don't – but, like, is anyone even going to be at that game? Like, who cares? I mean, they beat South Carolina, and, like, South Carolina needs – and we'll talk about that in a, minute, in a minute. They need another win to make a bowl game. Like, they had something kind of riding on that, and Missouri won that game. And, if so facto, South Carolina beat Florida. Kind of got a circle of suck going on there. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the Vegas line is? Gosh, I don't know. Why would you put money on Florida is my guess. Surely, <laughs> surely Missouri is favored. You think? Man, dude. Have you watched Florida? They give up 52 to Sanford. Beat the powerhouse, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, I'll go with Missouri. Thank you. Just because of Sam. I forgot about the Sanford game. It's I was thinking about the South Carolina game. So bad. Okay. Alabama. All right. Sure, Eli Drink was – Eli should have a field day against that defense. Sure. Uh, you're thinking about it. Yes, without defensive coordinator. They're like, yeah, we got rid of Todd Grantham. They're like, you know we need someone to run the defense. Like, Whoa, wait, what? Oh, that's true. Because they gave up, again, 52 to Sanford. Yikes. The last game. Florida minus eight. I'm still picking Missouri. <laughs> if you guys want to change your picks, have no, at it. I'll pick Missouri. You, you convince me. No, I don't trust Florida. Auburn at South Carolina, the game I want to be at Saturday night. If you guys listened earlier in the podcast when I was talking to Ben Portnoy, I was leaning South Carolina. 
I'm going to pick Auburn. I'm picking 24-23. I think that there's a lot going against Auburn, but at the end of the day, I think Auburn's got more talent than South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Given all the distractions everything going on, you still should beat this team. I will say South Carolina has a lot to play for. They need one win in their next two games to be bowl eligible, and I think that that would be big for Shane Beamer. You can't mess around. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to pick Auburn. Like you said, I was kind of looking at their schedule because I saw they only had one left to be bowl eligible. They've got Auburn this week, then they've got Clemson. Neither game's really an easy task. Big rivalry game, that last one, Auburn this week. I think I'm going to go Auburn, but like you, like you just said, Jordan, there were some distractions this week, and I, I'm not going to give a score prediction. I think it'll be close, though, but I'm not really confident enough to give a score prediction yet. South Carolina is going to be really pumped up for two reasons. One, they're confident because they just beat Auburn last year. Secondly, it's a night game at home, uh, the same place two weeks ago where they beat the brakes off of Florida, uh, and that was pre-Sanford, Florida. <laughs> so uh, San, of the, of South Carolina's going to come to play. Auburn better come to play, too. Uh, ultimately... I think it comes down to talent. Uh, I think if, if, if Auburn gets outcoached and, and uh, loses with better talent two weeks in a row, uh, that's trouble. Um, but I don't think they will. It's, as, we always, as I like to always say, Jordan, it is uh, never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. I think Auburn bounces back. I think Auburn establishes the run. Uh, and Auburn uh, wins a, a pretty close game by uh, uh, one or two scores. Uh, so I'm going to pick Auburn. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up on that. I will. Uh, and we'll be, see how that goes. We'll just. <laughs> I'm ready for anything, man. After that second half last week, I am ready for anything. Anything. But yeah. Who I'll knows? be at the game. Uh, both of these guys will be tweeting and, and be filling you in as well as I will be during the game. We'll have a post game pod. It'll probably be me on audio Zoom as I drive back because I'm going to try to just. Uh, pretty much all night it and try to get back because yeah, we're doing a little thanks it. little Thanksgiving. Jake will be, uh, Jake will be Jake's enjoying family too. So exactly, we'll zoom it up. So we're gonna get out of here on that. Thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, share the podcast, um, and as always, take care. Until next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This is, all, this is the podcast before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Well, we'll have the post game, but I mean, well, yeah, it's, really. it's all right. Actually, we may have next week's, too, because we record this on Wednesday. Jake, you're fired. Jake. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving this week and next week. I appreciate the the enthusiasm. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. So until next time, take care.